Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At DollarSeed.com, all of our seeds are only a dollar a pack. And we have online resources that teach you all about the rewarding hobby of growing your own plants, flowers, herbs, and vegetables. Imagine the joy you'll feel when your children actually help you harvest your first garden crop. Or the pride of knowing you'll never need a florist again. Visit DollarSeed.com and grow a little magic of your own for just a dollar. DollarSeed.com. What could be healthier? Returns live in support of La Gargola, their new album in stores April 1st. Just need a Doors open at 7 p.m. With middle class run and a special guest. Please take a moment to make a difference. They need our help. www.pathelpingpeoplefoundationinc.com That's P-A-T-H-E-L-P-I-N-G peoplefoundationinc.com They have to raise some money to continue their services and help to provide to those in need. $10. It may not seem like much to change someone's life today. It may not change the world, but it will help make a difference to change someone's world. Please make a pledge, friends, to help support this organization, as we so often do for other organizations, and please help. And please, friends, pass the word on to your Facebook, Twitter, Glide, YouTube, WhatsApp, Pinterest friends as well in support of this organization. Thank you and may God bless. That's www.pathelpingpeoplefoundationinc.com. Go shopping on us today. Dealbuzz.com is giving you $25 in Walmart vouchers to buy whatever you'd like. So go to Dealbuzz.com and claim your free shopping voucher today. That's D-E-A-L-B-U-Z.com. Fantastic, fantastic show today here on the big broadcast. Two minutes after the hour. Thanks for tuning in to the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast from the Kate Jag Radio Studios in downtown Hutchinson, Kansas. We're live Monday through Friday, 2 to 5 Central, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific, and we're 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com on the TuneIn apps and Radio Loyalty. And our podcast is available at JiggyJaguar.com. And we've got a great guest with us on the line. I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself, then we'll talk a little bit about why she's here. Go ahead and jump in there, my friend. Hey, what's going on? This is Katie Kremitzos. I'm the uh, host of the Business Women Rock podcast. Now, uh, tell us tell us a little bit about, uh, we, we've had you on the broadcast in the past, but uh, I, I wanted to get you on today because it, this is an important, important topic. Before we get into that, uh, if, for people that have might, might have missed your previous interview, uh, give, us, give us a little bit of background and bring us up to speed on what you've been doing over there with the, uh, with the podcast. So the Business Women Rock podcasts are basically all interviews with just kick-butt businesswomen from all over the globe, and during the interviews, these are just an opportunity for these women to tell their stories as to how they've grown their businesses, how they got into their businesses, how they funded their businesses, how they've scaled out their businesses, just their whole business experience. And so over the course of the life cycle of the Business Women Rock podcast, we're really coming across so many 
incredible little tidbits and nuggets about how to have a successful company. Now, uh, who, who have been some of the guests you've had on this? Because I know you've had some heavy hitters. Yeah, so uh, probably just recently we've had Anush Shukla, who is uh, the founder of Rewards Pay. And, uh, and just a quick snippet about her is that she, that's, that's really like her fourth business. Her very first business, and one of the ones that really put her on the map, is that uh, is a company that she had that really dealt with uh, marketing enterprise systems from back in the day. And she was really the first one to come onto the scene with that kind of a system. And just to give you an idea of sort of the scale of, of who she is and what she's capable of, her very first business out of the gate uh, basically was sold in within 19 months of it starting and it launching for $366 million. And that was her wow. very first business venture. And so she's, she's really continued to build these multiple companies that have all, up until this current one that she's working on, that have all really sold or, you know, transitioned in really, really great ways. So that's one of the women that we've had on um, just today, actually. Um, Amy Millman was the show that launched today, and she is the uh, pretty much the president of an organization called Springboard Enterprises, which is in and of itself a great resource for business women owners who um, – who want to be able to kind of have a program. It's really what some people might call like a business accelerator program, which the point of it is at the end to be able to, you know, make a pitch to investors and to be able to get investors um, and, and other coaches to really be able to buy into your company to get it to where it really needs to go. So Amy was really giving us a whole spectrum of how that company even came about and, you know, what resources are there available for women who really want to plug into a program like that. Now, uh, tell us tell us a little bit more uh, how we can get a hold of the podcast, all these various things. Absolutely. So our home is at bizwomenrock.com, and there you can see all the different uh, guests that we've had on the show. You can listen to them all right then and there on the website. Or if you're already an iTunes user or a Stitcher user, Stitcher radio user, you can actually go to Business Women Rock and go search for Business Women Rock, and you'll come across all of the episodes there. Now, uh, let, let, let's talk about why you're on with us today. Um, I, I can't, I, I am, and this is live radio, so I love this. I can't seem to find the topic. So you tell us, and we'll jump in there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the beauty of live radio. Yes. So, um, so Really, the topic is is about hustle and what it really takes to get a business going and what it really takes to make a business successful. And, you know, one of the things I, I alluded to this a little bit before, but over the course of uh, so far, these 25 women that have been on the show, and, you know, we, we release an episode every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So yep, yep. over and over again, what's really happening with this show is that we're really identifying success factors and things that are, that are absolutely you know, transferable and, and visible in every single success story. And one of those things has been hustle. And so I have just seen over and over again with these great business women what it really takes to bring success to their companies. And it is undoubtedly a foundational element of hustle, the willingness to, to work hard, to work smart, to get great people around you, and to just keep on pushing through even no matter how hard it gets. So that element of hustle is really all about you know, something that I think that every single listener who's, who's listening who has any sort of dreams, whether it's business or not, you know, any sort of dreams of where they want to go, that you have to walk through the gauntlet of hustle and be willing to do that in order to come out successful on the other end for whatever your endeavors are. Now, uh, what, 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 is, what is some of their uh, reactions uh, when, when, when you ask them various questions that, that have, have relate to this? Or what have you noticed uh, in, in interviewing them? Um, you know, the reactions, uh, business is business when it comes down to it. So there's so many components, no matter if this is a tech co company or, you know, consulting business or, you know, products for, you know, agriculture, whatever it is, the foundational elements of sort of, you know, what reactions have been to how they've run their businesses are very similar. There's definitely some, some variances, but, you know, so many reactions to um, to some of these women's successes have really just been, uh, that that element of hustle, just the the element of really being passionate about what they're doing, about why they want to bring this to market, about more more often than not, like this willingness and this desire to really have an impact, not either on their sort of niche community that their product or service is going to 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 fulfill, 
or within like this mass culture that their product or service can really make an impact on. So that level of passion has been absolutely um, like just totally there during every single interview, no matter who I'm talking to. So, um, you know, their reactions to how they've dealt with with some of those trying times, and, and yes, they've got to hustle through this stuff, man, but there are just times that are really tough. But the commonality is that no matter what, they just keep on pushing through. They keep on pushing through. Everyone in the world might tell them that there's no way this is going to be successful, and every they might have a huge mountain in front of them to climb, but they're willing to do it, and that passion drives them day in and day out. Now, uh, now, now, business women, and, and, and especially uh, the, the high-profile business women that, that you've interviewed for the for the program, they've all had various struggles they've had to get through uh, to to get to the the success that they've had. Is there any type of correlation or uh, comparison to, to anything be, between them? Um, yeah, you know. Right. Every single one of them has had, you know, if not one, multiple challenges that they've had to go through. Many have been, you know, dealing with the balance of their families and how, how am I a great mom and a great wife on top of being a really successful business owner and being able to put in time there. Uh, many of them have been financial struggles. You know, I, I've had many conversations with women who were taking their savings accounts down to zero and they just really didn't want to get funding. They didn't want to do that. So they just kept on you know, um, pushing through and making stuff happen and letting their sales fund their, their companies. And then you have women on the other end who, you know, their challenge was actually getting in front of the right investors because they know, they knew that their scale of business needed funding in, in a fast way and in a, in a, an intelligent way in that manner. So, you know, the struggles have been all over the board, um, you know, but their, their, once again, their commonality is really just that they, Every single one of them has been very humble about the fact that they're constantly learning. They're constantly learning. You know, one common question that I that I ask for most all of my guests is, how have you evolved as a businesswoman throughout your journey? And so many of them just, you know, are very genuine and, um, and, and revealing in the sense that they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, the stuff that I, I wish I would have known now, back then, the stuff that I know now, but even now I'm constantly learning. Now I didn't know X, Y, or Z about my niche, and now I have to go find out. And, you know, I didn't know this was this way about how I managed a team, and now I know. So every single one of them has been very humble about the fact that they are constant students in business, and they are constantly evolving and that their struggles really revolve around what they don't know, but their willingness to go figure it out some way, somehow, is very common. It is a fantastic guest with us today here on the broadcast. Now, you, you do uh, amazing stuff. You get some amazing answers out of some of these businesswomen. How do you pull this off? <laughs> um, that's a great question. Um, I, you know, I really actually set up the stage. I'll have a, I'll have, you know, like a five to ten minutes, sometimes twenty minutes, if we're feeling Gabby, conversation with these women before we go. And unlike this show, my show is not live, and so it is pre-recorded. There is a chance for us to hiccup and mess up if we need to. But you know, so many times I'm really set, setting the stage, making sure they know who my audience is, who these women are that are listening, why they're listening, and so they know, um, they they understand that part of this conversation that they're about to have is all about being vulnerable. It's all about being open and it's all about a willingness to share. And so I really set that, that expectation. And I got to tell you, I probably wouldn't, I probably don't have to for, for the majority of them because the majority of them are very willing to share what's going on. And I don't know if this is a male, female thing, but you know, I think um, I, I will just speak from my experience as a woman, there's such an element of vulner, vulnerability and genuineness and um and willingness to sort of pull the curtains back and say you know what i was not good at this and i sucked and <laughs> i'm willing to say that and so uh, you know it's one is that i set up that expectation and then the other one is that i'm just going to ask questions that are very direct and they know my intentions my intentions are always for the good of my listeners and to make them put them up on a pedestal and their companies up on a pedestal so they i believe that they really sense my my genuineness and really wanting to share true information because at the end of the day, that real vulnerable information, that real authentic story is the one that's really going to connect with my listener who's looking for information so that she can really be built up and she can learn and she can shorten her learning gap in her business journey. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. How do we find you online? 
you can go to bizwomenrock.com, and that is our home for all of the different podcasts that we have, all the different episodes that we have, and you'll find all of our social media links there. You can be part of our communities there. Well, good stuff. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Thanks for being on. All right. Thank you so much. Seven three sixty five and available worldwide on the internet. This is the number one talk show online, the world famous Jiggy Jaguar Show. Oh, it's a fabulous, fabulous Friday! Thanks for joining us today from the K Jag Radio Studios in Atchison, Kansas. We're live as live can get from two to five Central, three to six Eastern, and twelve to three Pacific. Twenty four seven at jiggyjaguar.com on the TuneIn apps and Radio Loyalty. And you can get more information on our website at shigicheckwire.com. It's uh, Gary Bronga. It's Small Business Friday, kids. And uh, we've got Gary with us today. And um, Gary, earlier today, we had an interesting interview that we did with a, uh, a woman by the name of uh, Michelle Seiler Tucker. She uh, was was telling us a little bit about, she has a new book out about, how to build value in your business and do an exit strategy and and sell your business and all these things. But she writes it from the perspective of major, you know, huge business, you know, big deal. Um, I want to get your thoughts on the small business portion of this. Uh, Tell us a little bit about exit planning and things of that nature, my friend. Welcome to the program, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, the little guy is a little is quite a bit different than the big companies. Uh, the little guy doesn't always think about exit strategies. He's worried about the new inventory shipment. He's worried about meeting his bills, meeting his payroll, uh, and and really doesn't have a, a plan. Uh, you, early on, you should have an exit plan, uh, an idea if you want to grow your business and then sell it, or you think you can take that business up to the top level, uh, just exactly what you want to get out of the business, whether you want to turn it into a, uh, an annuity for you in older age or, or just how you want to go about it. It is uh, Gary Bronga with us today here on the program, Coast to Coast and Border to Border, talking to us about all things small business. Now, um, tell us a little bit about building your the value with your small business. Let's first of all tackle that, my friend. Okay. Uh, as, a, as an entrepreneur, if you're in the business by yourself, uh, there's very little value there uh, if you go to sell it, except if you're lucky enough to find another entrepreneur that wants to take over your uh, list or your territory or some of your uh, contacts that you have. Otherwise, the person that buys it would have to dive into that business. And uh, most entrepreneurs never think of this, but you ought to start out with an assistant, eventually get a few people so it can base, not necessarily run on its own, but run uh, uh, a little bit easier rather than the, the entrepreneur itself have to make every single decision. That, that's tough on, to add value that way unless, like I say, you get another entrepreneur in the same industry. Now, uh, the one thing that I've noticed about uh, small business and all the various things surrounding small business is uh, there, there's a lot of people trying to build value in their small businesses. Is, is that basically uh, an easy system, or, or how, how is this working? Well, it's not easy. Uh, nothing is in business. It all takes a lot of work. But there are several good books out there about uh, some of the mistakes that people make. Uh, Obviously, Amazon is a great source. Uh, There's a lot of good books to add value to your business. Obviously, you want to take it easy on debt. Um, If you, you know, like I started out real slow, didn't take on a lot of debt. Uh, that that eats away at your uh, value of your business. You also want to bring on key employees when you can, people that are have different uh, skill sets than you do, do, or partnerships that bring in uh, different networks. Uh, that that helps expand, and you're not as uh, re, you're not relying on one large customer. For example, you get a broad base. There's uh, if it can you can set your business up so it qualifies for. SBA funding, talk to your bank lender, uh, that adds uh, quite a bit. If you can uh, uh, generate uh, a unique stance, uh, and uh, that adds value to your uh, business. In other words, you sell to a, 
uh, a brand new product that's not sold anywhere else. That's definitely a, a premium multiple to the the, the uh, value of your business. So there's a lot of little things you can do right off the bat. Now, 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 Gary, um, you you mentioned there. Uh, there's a lot of things to do off the bat. Uh, kind of break that down a little bit more for us. Uh, well, you can you can like I say, you can spread out. You can do. Uh, not only a business plan, but you can do a manual uh, that uh, it, you can rely on to run your business. That way somebody else could come in and do it. Uh, websites that, are, that enable you to uh, make changes, uh, good planning uh, where somebody else could come in there and uh, uh, run your business without the same skill sets that you have but maybe a skill set to bring it to the next level. Our equipment and everything. I got you. You're good. Keep talking, my friend. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, well, of course, the project you're talking about is the, the latest book that I've written, and uh, the book has been turned into a documentary movie. It's called The Rabbi Who Found Messiah. It's the story of Yitzhak Kaduri, the most venerated rabbi in Israel's modern history. When he died in 2006, 300,000 people came to his funeral. The president of Israel gave the eulogy, etc. But just before he died, he uttered two shocking things. Shocking thing number one, he said that the, he had met the Messiah and knew his name and was going to leave it in a note uh, to be posted one year after his death. Shocking thing number two, he said it had been revealed to him that Messiah would come after Ariel Sharon died. Well, he spoke those words in 2005, James, as you know, and of course, within a few months, Ariel Sharon was in a coma. Just a few weeks later, in the same month, Yitzhak Kaduri was dead. And so that coma would last eight years and seven days. As you know in your audience, Ariel Sharon just passed away the beginning of this year, 2014, January the 11th. So in the meantime, the note was posted a year later on his website, Kaduri.net. And yep, uh, remember, yep. this is a mammoth, mammoth rabbinical Jewish organization ministry in Israel. Um, and the note revealed... Uh, it said that the name of Messiah was, in Hebrew, Yehoshua, or translated to English, Yeshua, or Jesus. And so it, it just rocked the Orthodox Jewish world. The note was taken down, but Israel Today had reported on it, and News First Class had reported on it. Screen captures had been made, and uh, but the media shut it down. In the meantime, we've written the book, we've made the movie. Now, the book and the movie have since made it into Israel. Hundreds and hundreds, boxes of books, boxes of movies have made it into Israel. And now we're getting reports out of Israel, particularly through the ministry of Zev Parat, uh, Messiah of Israel Ministries. He's an Israeli-born Hebrew, born into an Orthodox family. His father was a rabbi. His granddaddies were rabbis. Both of his great-grandfathers were rabbis. They knew the Kaduri family. They knew Yitzhak Kaduri. But Zev Parat became a Christian some years back. His family basically disowned him. But now he's taking the gospel into areas of, of Israel where other people cannot because of his deep Hebrew background. And he's gotten a hold of the book and the movie. Uh, he's shown the movie to Kaduri students. Ten of Kaduri students are now professing believers in Jesus Christ. Um, eight of them were before Kaduri wrote the note, but more have become. Uh, we've got video of, of, of Zef Parat and his folks leading Orthodox Jews to a faith in, in, in Jesus as Messiah in, in Israel, on the streets of Jerusalem, in the streets of uh, Haifa, in the streets of Tel Aviv. It's just absolutely amazing. That's the story in a nutshell. There's a whole lot of other really God stories going on with this, though, James. Well, uh, tell us about the writing process, because this book is absolutely fascinating and amazing. Yeah, tell, I, I'm sorry, I could barely hear you. What did you say? Tell it's absolutely what? it's absolutely amazing. Tell us about the writing process, Kyle. Yes, okay, thank you. The, the, I appreciate your kind words. Yeah, it's, it, it is amazing. It's only been out five months, and the book is in its uh, fourth printing. The movie's in its third printing, and it's being translated. It's being dubbed, uh, subtitled into Hebrew and into Spanish. Uh, so th that's amazing. Uh, the, the, I, I, I wrote the book because I, has, I was aware of the story back when it broke in 2007 when the note was put up, and I had been following it over the years, James, because Ariel Sharon was in a coma, and I knew that was a part of the prophecy and had just been watching it unfold. And in January of last year, January 2013, um, my publishers actually contacted me, WND Books out of Washington, D.C., and they said, look, 
We know that you know this story. We know that you're following it. Nobody in the world has written a book uh, about it. This story needs to be told uh, because you've got the, the, the Billy Graham of the Jews, if you will, proclaiming that Jesus is Messiah. I mean, that's unheard of, and the media has shut it down. So I wrote the book, and I was blessed uh, and humbled and honored that WND, after they read the book, the manuscript, they liked it so much they committed the resources to make it into a documentary movie. George Escobar, an award-winning film producer, is the one who made the movie. He's the same producer of Isaiah 910 Judgment, the number one faith movie in America for two years running. He also produced a movie entitled Alone But Not Alone that's going to be at the theaters this summer. He's the one that produced my movie called The Rabbi Who Found Messiah. We've got a great guest with us today. Carl Gallup joins us here on the line. Uh, Carl, this this book is simply amazing. You, you've got the movie uh, in in production and everything. Th- th- this is going to be really fun. Yeah, it, it really is, James, and it's just beginning. It's just beginning. As I said, I, it's only been out five months. I told you what's happened with the book and the movie. Zeph Parat has got it. He's taken it into synagogues. He's witnessed to rabbis. He's, he's meeting with uh, Orthodox Jews who have heard the story and want to know more. He actually took it into a mosque in Israel, witnessed to an imam. The imam later contacted him by email and set up a private appointment. He's now witnessing Christ to the imam. Uh, uh, people, a woman up in, 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 a man and a wife up in the northern parts of the United States, they heard about all of this. Uh, they sent a $10,000 donation check to the publishers uh, to do some more translating and to have the book and the movie shipped into Israel by the hundreds more. I mean, it's just an amazing thing. It's just one miracle, one God story after another. And I have to believe, James, I don't know if you or your audience would agree with this, but I happen to believe that we're living in very, very prophetic times. And uh, if that is the case, um, it seems to me that that God is doing a major work in these last days through this story, and particularly through the life of Israel's most famous rabbi who had a vision that, as a matter of fact, Messiah is Jesus. It's Carl Gallup's with us today here on the program. Now, uh, now, now, Carl, uh, give us a website or, or, or what have you so we can, uh, we can send our listeners over there. Thank you. Well, uh, for your listeners to find out everything about me, just go to carlgallup.com, carlgallup.com. It's kind of a clearinghouse website for everything about uh, me, my ministries, uh, uh, my radio programs and appearances, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and also the books are there and, and, and movies. I've written two books. Both of them have become uh, bestsellers and highly yeah. acclaimed, and both of them have uh, movies attached to them. Uh, this one, though, is a documentary movie, as I said, produced by an award-winning film producer. Uh, but they can find them at carlgallus.com. Now, now, the book, The Rabbi That Found Messiah, and my first book, uh, all, all of them can be found online at Amazon, of course, and uh, Books A Million and Barnes & Noble and Lifeway Christian Bookstores and anywhere good books are sold. Well, Carl, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for being on, my friend. Well, it's my pleasure, James. Thank you. And it's just amazing what's happening, and uh, I'll keep you posted on it. Definitely. It's, definitely. It's me away. Keep, keep us in the loop, Carl. I, I Thank will. you, sir. It is a uh, fantastic guest. We're going to uh, take a quick break. When we come back, Tom Tormina joins us. lot can't take a smoking break turn their can't into a can with firelight fusion electronic cigarettes stop letting people tell you what to do enjoy the flavor of tobacco or menthol in a convenient electronic cigarette that you can use pretty much everywhere get the pleasures of smoking without the smoke the smell the stares and the drama visit firelight-fusion.com that's firelight-fusion.com or call 888-329-7064 Tired of overpaying for your smartphone? Switch to Solave today and get 4G Unlimited Nationwide. Voice, text, and data for $49 per month with no contracts. Sign up before November 30th and receive your first month of service for free. Bring your own GSM unlocked phone, unlocked iPhones included, and receive your SIM card for free as well. For more information, visit solave.com slash Corey. That's S-O-L-A-V-E-I dot C-O-M slash C-O-R-Y dot com slash Corey. Let's talk about 
International Silver Network, the ISN. That's right, a fun and exciting path to financial health, wealth, and security. Their mission is to provide one million meals to hungry children around the world by striking out hunger one coin at a time. At ISN, we want to be more than just a coin company, so we have chosen to support Feed My Starving Children to provide meals to hungry children with every collectible coin sold. The challenge, while promoting financial health, wealth, and security, the ISN business pros can not only achieve asset accumulation, wealth preservation, and their financial goals, but can also help to meet the challenge of our mission to feed hungry children around the corner and around the world. Are you up to the challenge? Check this out. Your cost is $199 plus a $39 Pro Tool Sweet Launch. You get everything. It includes the Achiever's Edge. Watch the Achiever's Edge online. Also, the ISN Advantage Auto Saver. Being active, $100 PQV. That's right. ISN Advantage Auto Saver Sales Monthly. You can get all of that for only $104.95 a month. The Pro Tool Suite includes all sorts of different little goodies that we can't mention here on the radio. But ISN offers nine ways that you can pay. You've seen these guys like Glenn Beck, Alex Jones, and Rush Limbaugh selling coins. Now it's your chance to sell some coins and make some real money. Check it out online today. Okay, folks, let's talk about self-development, wealth creation, renewal, and rejuvenation. Are you stuck in a rut? Do you aspire to be something bigger, something better? Well, author Y.E. Shavola has penned two incredible books that will help guide you down a new path, a path that will lead towards self-development, wealth creation, renewal, and rejuvenation. Learn how to make your dreams a reality. You owe it to yourself and your loved ones. Y.E. Shavola's books are available on Amazon right now. How to Occupy Till Jesus Comes, Self-Development, and How to Occupy Till Jesus Comes, Wealth Creation. Get them at our website through our Amazon link at com. Find them on Amazon. Check out Y.E. Shavola's incredible books, How to Occupy Till Jesus Comes, Self-Development, and How to Occupy Till Jesus Comes, Wealth Creation. Today on Amazon. It is top of the hour time. And what that means on Mondays is we talk to my good friend Kate Meehan out there in Hollywood. CelebDirtyLaundry.com. Kate is nearly 20 years in the Hollywood and entertainment journalism business. And uh, she's with us today talking about all the different big stories that happened over the weekend and some stuff that's going to be happening this week. Kate, welcome to Monday. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, the uh, the first thing that we have to talk about is this, uh, and of course everybody's uh, just up in arms over this. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> there, there seems to be uh, nude photos that were leaked of Demi, uh, Demi Lovato. Is this really true, or is this some sort of like hoax out there that, that we see all the time on the Internet where like people have died? Hell, this year, uh, I've seen that pro wrestler John Cena has died like 80 times, but I seen him last night on WrestleMania, so I know that's a hoax. Are these photos basically a hoax, too? I think it's a little bit of a hoax and a little bit legit. They were released with other photos of Demi in bed with her boyfriend, Wilmer Valderrama, and those okay. photos are obviously legit, and there's nothing explosive about them. I mean, they're just basically cuddling yeah. the covers. No yeah. big deal. There's two photos in question. One is a straight-on nude shot, and it doesn't look... She's gazing into the camera, and this girl doesn't look like Demi to me at all. Nothing. The face is totally different. Yeah. Um, so that one, I think, is probably a fake. And the second one, um, the girl has the tattoos, but it, the tattoo is on the wrong arm, and she just looks way too skinny to be a curvy Demi. So it just doesn't seem legit. Um, and also, you have to remember, this girl has been through a lot. And over the course of the last two years, she's come clean about a lot of the things that she's done. You know, the drug abuse and the eating disorder. We've, we've heard it all. She's owned it and admitted to everything. So I think at this point in the game, if these were legitimate, I don't think she would care about admitting it. It's just one more way that the press has kind of stripped her naked. It, it wouldn't really matter too much at this point, I don't think. So I think she would own it and move on. And the fact that she's basically fighting against it kind of tells me that they probably are fake. 
It is uh, Kate Meehan with us today. She is fantastic, and uh, she joins us each and every Monday around this time. CelebrityLaundry.com is the official website. Check it out today. Girl fight alert. It seems that Taylor Swift has dropped uh, BFF Selena Gomez, and Selena has befriended uh, the the nemesis, uh, the Jenner girls. What, what What is going on here? Is this just another uh, situation of women are just being catty and, and starting fights amongst each other or what? You know, it's middle school girl drama all over the place. <laughs> yes, indeed. And this is, this is what women do. The worst thing that you can do if your friend drops you or decides she doesn't want to be friends with you anymore is to befriend somebody that she can't stand. It's yes. a fight move. We, unfortunately, myself included, have all done it. It's what women do. And so, of course, Taylor did back away because Selena is running with Justin Bieber again, and Taylor doesn't want to align herself with that situation and, and all the things that he does. So she's backed off, and Selena needs friends. So she just decided that Kylie and Kendall Jenner happen to fit the mold of of friends that she should hang out with, and she's been photographed with them and is making sure that it's a very public friendship so that Taylor sees it. Meanwhile, Taylor hates the Jenners, especially Kendall, because Kendall had hooked up with Harry Styles when Taylor was trying to get back together with him. So you have, you know, Kendall is the girl that Taylor hates just because of a boy. And then you have um, Celine acting like a middle schooler and, you know, befriending the wrong people to get back at Taylor. So, yeah, it's seventh grade drama all over the place playing out in the press. (laughs) It is Kate Meehan with us today. CelebrityLaundry.com is the official website. Check it out today. Uh, Kate Gosselin is living with a married, quote-unquote, bodyguard while filming this uh, celebrity apprentice. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Steve Nailed had been her bodyguard for a couple of years, and she's been seen with him extensively. And, okay, the bodyguard should be traveling kind of close with her. Well, yeah. That shouldn't necessarily raise eyebrows. However, he is now officially her, quote, business manager. And oh, that, 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 that out, this is going to go well. This <laughs> <laughs> really well. But the thing is, they've been spotted together taking her twins to concerts and things like that. And they're very physical. They're hand-in-hand. He's kind of all over her. It's obviously not a professional relationship, and she's made no attempts to really hide it. So now that she's filming Celebrity Apprentice in New York City, she's the only contestant on the show that has a plus one staying with her at Trump's hotel. And the plus (laughs) one happens to be the very married Steve. So it's raised eyebrows, and the staff at the hotel is talking about it because, you know, you've got really big-name celebs that are doing the season of Celebrity Apprentice, and they don't even have assistants or anybody with them. They showed up on their own, but Kate has this guy with her. It is absolutely, absolutely fascinating that uh, all these things are happening. And it's only Monday, kids. And uh, Kate Meehan with us today. CelebrityLaundry.com is the website. And uh, Miley Cyrus, uh, all of her friends are saying that she's uh, promiscuous. She hates birth control. This is not going to go well. This is the typical young girl that has had too much too soon that thinks she's bulletproof. And, you know, just thinks that nothing bad is really ever going to happen to her because she's been protected from a lot of things. And she always has people around her that kind of clean up the messes and catch her before she falls completely on her face. So, unfortunately, this is one of those ways where, you know, if you're promiscuous and you're not being safe, Mm -hmm. you're going to get yourself in trouble eventually. Very much so. Now, uh, Kate, what what are some other stories you got uh, lined up over there at Celebrity Laundry that people need to be aware of? Um, actually, Bob Geldof's daughter, Peaches, um, she's a British socialite. She's about 25. She's married with two little babies. She was found dead in her London apartment today. Wow. So that's one of the most popular stories right now. Um, of course, the, the police have not re- released very much information at all as yeah. of yet. It's just a shocking find. But, yeah. you, of course, you have people speculating on what the real situation there is. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, uh, Kate, we'll talk to you next week. Have yourself a wonderful week, my friend. Thank you. Thank you much. Later. We've got more when we come back here on the program. Welcome to this week's program here on the station. We've got a uh, great guest. We're going to go to him here in a few seconds. We've got CJ Snare on the line. CJ, how are you? 
I am feeling great, James. How's everybody else doing over there? Uh, pretty good, actually. Doing doing real good here at the station. We've got uh, CJ Snare with us today here on the program. And uh, CJ, uh, before we get into this, tell me a little bit about your background, my friend. My background. Is this a background check, James? <laughs> <laughs> okay, my background. Hmm, how far back do you want to go? Ah, uh, man. Born. Most people might know me as the lead vocalist from a band called Firehouse. Yep, yep. And Firehouse is still alive and well. And, uh, you know, we uh, started in 1990. Our first album came out. And uh, we had a pretty, pretty big success, multi-platinum uh, debut album. And... Uh, We've had 16 gold and platinum records around the world and won lots of awards and had top 40 hits in the U.S. and continued to tour the world for the last 23, 24 years now. Wow. <laughs> how, did you get in, how did you get involved with Rubicon Cross? Well, Rubicon Cross is my new project, which doesn't mean that Firehouse is going away or anything. Yeah. But uh, I met the guitar player, Chris Green, uh, overseas in Madrid, Spain, actually, and we were touring together all through the UK and and little bits of Europe, and we just became really fast friends. Uh, and we went through uh, weddings and breakups and you know uh, deaths and births and everything like that. And I mean, I was best man at his wedding; he was best man at my wedding. I'm uh, godfather to his son, so we became really like family. And throughout all this, uh, the good stuff and the angst and everything like that, both of us being artists, we wanted to do this project together. And it, this had to happen. It's kind of like when you listen to the Rubicon Cross CD. It's an expression of the, the angst of breakup or, you know, the passing of someone or the birth of a child and, you know, the message you may want to pass along to them. But uh, I must say... If you're expecting Firehouse, you're not going to get that, yeah. because we already have a Firehouse. So if you want that, <laughs> you come and see us. We're going to be touring this summer and everything, so, you know, please come on out and say hi. If you want Rubicon Cross, which I would say we've been dubbed by a lot of journalists and everything, uh, people who've been able to hear some of the stuff early, as more of a modern rock, uh, heavier edge, even... Uh, you know, I would say it's, it's somewhere on the fence between hard rock and heavy metal, but yeah. more modern, much more modern and aggressive. And uh, that was intentional because, like I said, we already have Firehouse. So uh, also my roots are in metal. And uh, it was time for me to let it out and express that. So I hope that the uh, fans will embrace it. Well, uh, tell tell us about uh, some of the, some of the different projects that you're working on with this new band. Well, the different projects. I mean, I, I can tell you this: the record comes out on May nineteenth. Okay. The video has already hit. Okay, you can go to rubiconcross.net or our Facebook page. Or there's plenty of outlets, and you know we are being uh, distributed on May nineteenth. If you prefer a hard copy CD. You can get it at Best Buy in the Standard Edition or the Deluxe Edition, which is being fe featured on uh, the end cap displays. So that's those little things that are right at the end of the uh, CD things, and it's through the Nikki Six Six Sense program, which is more modern, active rock types of bands. Uh, if you want to get the uh, download, then you can go to InGrooves, which is another Universal Music Group-owned company, and uh, you'll be able to get it at all the, you know, all the usual sp suspects like um, iTunes, Amazon.com, and anywhere else that has digital download. We've got a great guest with us today here on the line joining us live. We are uh, talking with a fantastic, fantastic guest, CJ Snare, with us today. Talking about Rubicon Cross, and uh, you can find them on Facebook. Now, uh, if people want to uh, check out some of the music, is there anything available anywhere to download or anything for people to check it out? Well, yeah, I mean, they'll find us if they also go to rubiconcross.net 
on the website, there's our uh, video. Our first video up, the first single, is there with the full band on there. And they can get a little taste of what it is. But I will say that that's not the sum of its parts, sum of the total. Uh, it's, it is eclectic, and this is one of the heavier tracks. And that was done intentionally to uh, definitely set ourselves apart from my mothership and also to establish ourselves as this is the type of entity that we are because it is the underlying theme of the entire record in that you're going to hear some pretty aggressive guitars and you're still going to hear the melody and the hooks that I bring. So having said that, I would say that it probably can sit uh, very well next to classic rock tunes, but it can also sit very well next to, um, you know, active modern rock tracks. Uh, one of the proofs of, the, proof of that would be that uh, we were featured on a PlayStation 3 and uh, Xbox 360 game, which they're both obsolete now, but that was last year, uh, with bands like Five Finger Death Punch and Shine Down and stuff like wow. that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> now, um, what, what, is, what is the writing and the creative process uh, difference between Rubicon Cross and, and your other projects you've worked in? Well, uh, with Firehouse, you know, it was uh, anything that we wrote had the potential of being on the Billboard Hot 100. I'm talking top 40. Because yeah. it was much more acceptable back then. I don't mean just the ballads either. We had some rock songs on there too, and that's gone away, pretty much. So this has become more of a niche market, you know. And also, as I said to you earlier, this is something James that just had to be written. It was about the brotherhood. It was about the journey of life and the experiences that we had. And this is the artistic manifestation, if you will, of that. Uh, and we've put our hearts and our souls out on the line there for the listener to uh, maybe come along with the ride for yeah. our, you know, of our lives. And I'm sure that they'll be able to connect with some of it because they've experienced it in their lives also. It is uh, C.J. Snare with us today, Rubicon Cross. Did you ever think that uh, you, you would be doing anything past Firehouse? Or uh, did, did you always think you'd be doing music? I always thought I'd be doing music. And this isn't past Firehouse, it's in addition to Firehouse. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, I just want to make that absolutely clear. You know, I hope this just goes gangbusters. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That'd be awesome. As an artist, yes, I have to uh, create. I have to continue to write. I have to explore. I have to expand. And that's what this is. So I would ask the listeners out there, you know, when you do pick this up, to, uh, you know, have an open mind, and I think you're really going to like it. I mean, if you're a yeah. fan of Firehouse or if you're a fan of... Uh, there are elements that are not Firehouse at all, and that was done intentionally because, as I said, we already have a Firehouse. Yeah. Well, it is uh, it is fantastic stuff. Now, now tell me about uh, how you guys are using social networking and social media along with the, uh, with the, with the new band and also how you're applying that to uh, some of the Firehouse stuff as well. Well, it's just become such an integral part in the music industry and, well, everyone's lives. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the statistic is, but isn't it something like one in 12 people yep. in the uh, world are on Facebook? Uh-huh. That's a pretty big number, and so you can have a pretty big reach with that and Twitter and so many of the other uh, social networking areas out there, which we didn't have access to. Uh, you know, back in the early 90s and, and things like that. So, you know, you can, for example, we just released our video. If anyone cares to view it, they can go to rubiconcross.net or they can find it on YouTube. Um, they can find it on our social media. It's pretty much everywhere because it just came out um, April 1st, and it's gone viral. I mean, people are just checking it out and sharing it and spreading it, and that was something you couldn't do before. You know, you pretty much just had to see it on MTV or something like that, VH1. And I'm not sure, last I checked, are they still playing video? Uh, <laughs> early sure. early in the morning, that's pretty much what they're doing. Yeah. Now, uh, with, yeah. With, with, with the music video, tell me about the music video. This, the, I've checked it out, it's pretty cool. Tell me about the uh, 
you know, creative process and, and everything that went into the music video? Well, the song is where it starts, and that's okay. uh, called Bleed With Me. And, you know, we had done some, uh, when I was doing some research for the lyrics and everything, it was about being a band of brothers, you know. And uh, the band, it could be your pals, you know, the gang that you go out with. Um, but as I researched it some more, I found out that, uh, you know, it was part of uh, a movie, which was also based on, uh, what is it, William Shakespeare's, uh, I don't know, one of his plays. Yeah, yeah. The line, Bleed With Me, is in there, and also in Braveheart, he says, Bleed With Me. And then I found out that the U.S. Marine Corps will often tattoo that on those words on their chest or on their back, and it says, Bleed With Me and You'll Forever Be My Brother. So I guess it's about going through adversity together, through hardships, through battles or whatever, and coming out on the other side better for it and stronger. In our case, you know, a rock band of brothers and what we're doing to try and make this a success and hopefully get as many uh, listeners and fans as we can. And then that's kind of what the, uh, the video, it's our first video, so we wanted to show the viewers kind of what the band was about, to give them a vibe, you know, so uh, the guys could go, whoa, that's cool, or whatever, and the girls could say, man, I really like the bass player, or whatever, <laughs> you know, he looks cool, or, uh, to get a vibe of the kinship and the brotherhood, you could see us, like, you know, uh, doing knuckle bumps and everything like that, and uh, it's, it's the first time out, so, you know, we had to choose the treatment of it, or, or how it was shot, very carefully, uh, because we wanted to convey that message. I think it was well done. It, it was a success. We achieved our goal. That's that's pretty cool. Now, uh, with with the music video, are you guys uh, are you guys planning on releasing music videos for every single one of the songs, or how's that going to work for you? Well, I don't know for every single one of the songs, but if we gain enough traction with the first single here, um, you know, we're doing the press like I am with you right now. Hi, everybody. Hello, <laughs> this is to raise your level of awareness that Rubicon Cross is coming. As you mentioned, the social media is in gear, and uh, it's going to radio in about a week. So that's also very, very important and an integral part. And uh, if we start doing really well when it hits uh, Best Buy and iTunes and everything like that on May 19th, then we'll decide if we're going to do uh, the second single. And we will shoot a music music video for that. Well, uh, how do we how do we find Rubicon Cross online and uh, get a hold of everybody? Well, thanks for asking, James. It's rubiconcross.net. It's the website. Uh, we're also uh, on Facebook forward slash Rubicon Cross Band is our fan page, and then you know you can also find. Uh, all the different members of the band, we have uh, C.J. Snare, myself, Chris Green, the guitar player, Simon Farmery. By the way, the last two that I just mentioned are both from England. They now live here in the United States. We have Robert Benke and also Jeff Lerman. So through any of those channels, also, like I said, you'll be able to find it at uh, Best Buy very soon as well, and uh, iTunes. And the links are going to become active really quickly because this is, we're really just kind of starting. We're embarking on this journey, and I want to thank you and all the listeners out there uh, for, for getting on board early. Well, it's good stuff, and I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on and talking to us about Rubicon Cross. Oh, my pleasure, James. And uh, I would just like to say to all the listeners of KJAG Radio out there, man, thank you for all your support through the years, and uh, I would ask you, you know, to uh, give this a try, give it a listen, and uh, looking forward to your future support with Rubicon Cross. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.